the Leafs and the Blackhawks tonight. It's here in Toronto, and the game will also be on NHL on TNT. We've got Liam McHugh on the phone, host of the program, and we are jazzed to have him. Liam, how's it going? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Okay, so I was giving you the Twitter creep before we had you on this morning. Uh, a lot of buzz, Uh-oh. Patty Kane to the Leafs. <laughs> I, I can imagine it, it gets heated with Biz on the panel fully being a Leaf fan. Like, are you going to have a full segment tonight planning the route, planning the just logistics of the of the parade? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I, I think Biz is down to like details of like float design, uh, you know, how much body and face paint it's going to require for him to last the entire parade. Uh, I fully expect him to show up in like just Leafs gear, like helmet pad skates tonight on set. He is like, he's so fired up for this. Just the, the idea, the possibility that, uh, Patrick Kane could join this team. Um, and, and honestly, listen, it, 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 they're a long shot right now, but the fact that, like, maybe there's a chance, maybe they're in the mix, uh, it makes, it, makes it, it, it exciting. And I really go back to that, like, 2018 game, right, the, the dueling goals between the two of them and sharing the celebrations. So and, good. you know, I think from an American point of view, I mean, it, it's such a cool thing for the possibility that yeah. arguably the two greatest American players of all time – could unite and could maybe end this drought and get the Leafs into that second round. Well, what do you think Patrick Kane has left in the tank? There's been a lot of discourse around that hip injury. He came out last week saying, no, I'm good. I feel you know, better than I did a year ago, but who knows exactly what that means. The medicals might say otherwise. But how much do you think, like what left could he bring to this team? Could he be the missing ingredient to help this team over the hump? Yeah, it's funny because what he brings to the team, the team has a lot of, yeah. right? which is just like, and that's that's sort of the odd thing, because like, he brings like high-end slick skill, and I still think that's there. That That's not gone. He's playing on a team that uh, desperately would like to not win games, and it, it's <laughs> got to be miserable for a guy who's won three cups and is used to being showtime. Uh, I also think he's that type of player where, like, you put him in a big environment where it's crazy and uh, the lights are shining and all the spotlight is on him and other players and there's pressure and he's the guy you want there more than anything. You know, he brings that sort of cool and calm and this idea that, hey, is the moment big? Great, because I'm going to be bigger than the moment. So that attitude alone is going to help. You put him on a power play. I mean, listen, he's not going to bring you a lot of defense. You know, I think we yeah. all know that. He's not going to change his game. Uh, but I, I think outside of the high-end skill, what he really brings is just this idea that, like, hey, I've been there. I, I've been in these spots. Just go out and play. Play the way you can play. Figure out a way to win these games. Uh, and, and to me, that alone is priceless. So when you were thinking originally about landing spots for Patrick Kane, did you have Leafs on the mind? Like, what are the teams that initially stood out to you as, as landing spots for him? No, I mean, listen, I grew up in New York. I still live in New York now. So, uh, and everyone who grew up around New York thinks that, you know, the whole world revolves around that city. Yeah, so we have that complex out. too. I, yeah. I get it. Yeah, you know, so it's all, like automatic. Like, why would he not come here? Why would he, like, he'll force a trade. He'll make this happen. Right. Uh, and so it, it was interesting to hear his comments afterward because he he's obviously been relatively silent on the subject, um, you know, in terms of like, he never really come out and said, move me. Uh, but he was disappointed when the Tarasenko deal went down. So I, I, I think the Rangers made sense. Uh, and then I look around and 
I mean, I don't know, Carolina, but they'd probably like a center. Minnesota, which I don't think he'd go to anyway, but they'd probably like a center. Dallas makes sense, but the one now that stands out because it fits their whole vibe oh, is Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Right? totally. Oh, I mean, come <laughs> on. Like, the guy's nickname is Showtime. I know. Yeah. This, is, this is the team that rolls the dice, literally. They're like, hey, we're Vegas. We're just gambling every year. Let's, let's go. Let's see what happens. I mean, it fits so beautifully. Now, I don't know if he'd go there because I, I think, listen, I think the biggest thing for him right now is can we win a title? And I don't know if he looks at Vegas and sees that that team can win a title. But, my God, if it's, if it's not Toronto at this point, uh, please let it be Vegas. Uh, just to give us something else to be excited and something we could talk about. And honestly, I, I, I think I love fans of the other franchises hate watching Vegas yep. because deep down inside they're like, oh, I wish my team did that every year and <laughs> yeah. you know, went for it. So uh, just for that pure uh, animosity between fan bases. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's another team to watch just in general at the trade deadline. Like they have space now with Mark Stone being on IR. So there's, there's a move to be made, and we'll see if Patty Kane is that move there. Uh, we're chatting with Liam McHugh, NHL on TNT host. Liam, how stoked uh, were the people at TNT when it was confirmed this morning that Austin Matthews was declared good to go and will be in tonight's game? Oh, I mean, thank God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, listen, you know, we've, look, I love the Leafs regardless. I mean, we've had uh, Mitch Marner on the show a bunch of times, and the guy's got a great personality. And, uh, you know, the plans that I just actually to talk to uh, – Willie Nylander, and that's going to be very cool because wow. we have Henrik Lunk. We have Henrik Lundqvist on the show, and Lundqvist played with his father, um, and you know remembers playing street hockey with Willie Nylander when Nylander was like nine years old. So you know we're looking to go back and uh, you know sort of dig up as many embarrassing stories about the two of them as is humanly possible because that's nice. kind of what we do on the show. And then there's a hockey game eventually, <laughs> uh, but. Uh, but just from like a viewer standpoint, um, and just the idea again that we can have this this sort of bridge between Kane and Matthews, uh, and just because I want to watch Matthews play, like I, I, you know, as a as someone with uh, no skin in the game, you know, I, I want to watch the best guys out there compete, and I want to see a guy who's going to be amped up because he hasn't played in a while on the ice. And now Tampa Bay's made things interesting, right? Yep. I mean, not that we don't think that they're going to play each other, but I mean, Tampa Bay is on a run now, and, and people want to see the Leafs respond, and they want to see Matthews lead that. So uh, it's it's pretty cool. I don't, I mean, honestly, from a Leafs perspective, you would assume and at least hope that the game is not that competitive because <laughs> uh, you you are far better than that other team that again is not trying to win games. So. Uh, Listen, I, and I say that with, like, tongue-in-cheek. Obviously, the players trying to win games. But, like, you know, this Leafs team right now uh, is stacked, needs to start turning it on. Matthews is healthy again. Uh, and now the big question is, do they do something? And, you know, is the goaltending good enough? What, uh, where have I heard those stories? This whole season has just been wash, rinse, repeat, I feel. <laughs> uh, it's it's really feels like Groundhog Day from last year, every single season. But, uh, you know, you, you talk about Austin Matthews being healthy and getting back for this game. I, I think that there's even a little bit extra motivation. Like, he always plays Chicago really well. He's got 17 points in 10 games mm-hmm. against the Blackhawks. We all remember that one crazy game where they were doing the Hulk Hogan, you know, to each <laughs> other with him and Patty Kane. Like, how much motivation do you think Matthews gets playing against who is one of his, you know, childhood idols in Patrick Kane? I think you, these guys always know who they're on the ice with, uh, regardless of they're like, oh, it's another game, it's a long season. No, like they absolutely know. And 
especially if you're a kid who, you know, you had posters of these guys on your wall and you're, you know, you looked up to these players and, you know, I, I did the draft for many years and it's fun now to see guys come into their own and be superstars in this league and then go back and be like, ah, oh, I remember when they were 18 they were like, oh, you know, I, I want to model my game after this guy. And for like a decade straight, every player was like, I, I want to be the next Patrick Kane. And, uh, you know, especially if you're an American player, like that was the mold because not only was Patrick Kane winning championships, but what he was doing on the ice was, was cool. And I always say in America, the best test for a player and like star power, uh, in terms of skill is if you are, a, you know, just a sports fan, but you'd be a casual hockey fan and you flip the TV on and within like a minute, you're like, Whoa, that guy's different. That guy is doing things other people cannot do. And it's obvious. And that's what Kane had. And the cool thing about Austin Matthews is that he came into the league with a lot of hype, great story, uh, and immediately was that guy. Uh, and he's embraced that. So I, I don't know. I, I think these guys really get up for it. I don't know how much you get up for the Blackhawks these days, uh, but I think you get up uh, for the possibility of playing against you know one of your idols, definitely. Yeah, that's Liam McHugh, NHL on TNT host. You said you did the draft for many years, and, and we're just talking about the Blackhawks, and it got me thinking. Uh, Connor Bedard is a guy who who kind of models his game after Patrick Kane a little bit. He tapes a stick like him. He copied the Selly at the World Juniors. H- have you given any thought to the Bedard Bowl? It's always more fun when the original six teams are, are good. Have you given any thought to where you'd like to see him potentially go? Um, uh, you know, part of me wants to see uh, it, it happen for Chicago just to see the reaction from every other fan base that's not the Blackhawks. Right. Um, because it's... <laughs> You know, it'll be a disaster in many ways, but uh, it could be fun. I, I look at a few of the other teams out there, and I mean, obviously, Columbus having a dreadful season, and Columbus is the type of team that if they get Bedard, and Bedard is one of those instant impact type guys, oh. you know, closer to the Matthews and McDavid, which is, you know, an amazing thing to even consider, uh, rather than say like a Jack Hughes that took a couple of years, then Columbus could be good next year. I mean, they could be a team competing for the playoffs. On the other side of things, I look at Chicago, then I look down at Anaheim. Anaheim is young, and they are fun. And you had another young, exciting player and one who really has this drive to win. And, and, and I'd say selfishly, like American TV, to have like one of those young, fun teams be out on the West Coast in California, uh, it would be a great, great thing to see him you know, out there with Zegras making a little bit of magic. So uh, I'm excited about those prospects, but... Uh, otherwise than that, I mean, you're going to have a lot of teams who are just <laughs> like so nervous on draft lottery night. Oh, God. And, and I love, I love the panning to each person who's representing the team <laughs> and just like the awkwardness and the poker face that they're trying to have of like, I'm not nervous at all. Whatever happens is totally cool. And you know, deep down inside, they're just dying. Like, please God, give it to me. So, uh, and this, this year will ratchet that up a few notches. No, let's be honest. Like we all know that Gary's gonna fix the lottery. Oh, and he's gonna God, end up in Arizona. But that. Like it's gonna happen. They're gonna fix it. There's gonna be like an ice ball or something, and there's gonna be the Arizona Coyotes <laughs> and Connor Bedard's gonna be playing for five thousand people inside Mullet Arena. We all know it's gonna happen. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Well, and then the rumors will start that you know uh, Matthews will be heading home and oh, wants yeah. to play with the guard. <laughs> and yeah, you're already planning for that. Yeah, business well, planning for the parade. You guys are planning for that. That's that's not <laughs> something that hasn't been talked about. I'll tell you that over the course of the season. Um, I'm curious though, Liam, as uh, as as an outside observer of uh, the NHL, you can look at it from more of a broad, broader landscape, I suppose. Like to you, how close? 
is Toronto to competing for a Stanley Cup? Like, are they one move away, two moves away? Do you think that they're still another year? Are they there? Like, how do you look at the Maple Leafs and their prospects of being uh, a cup contender this season? I think as assembled, they could win a cup. I would say that. Like, and there are teams I don't feel that about. Uh, I, but, I, you know, I think there are probably several. I mean, in the East alone, I think Boston's there. I think Tampa Bay's there. And I think Toronto's there. And I think the big thing with the Leafs is they, to me, obviously, it's so much hinges on that first round. And you get past that first round. And I really do believe that a, just an enormous weight gets removed. And now this team can play free and clear, and they don't play with pressure. Meanwhile, in the second round, the pressure potentially would be all on Boston. Uh, and I, I think they're good enough. I really do. Some questions about the goaltending, I'd like to have Matt Murray healthy, because I think for this Leafs team, as constructed, it's going to take two goalies to win, uh, and you're going to have to use both of them at some point. Uh, that being said, I could also see them losing in the first round, which to me means you you got to do something before the deadline. I just, if I'm a Leafs fan, I don't care about first-round picks. I don't care about prospects. I care about winning. I need to see it. I'm desperate to see it. Uh, make some magic happen with the salary cap. Trade picks. Trade a prospect. Make a splash. Get better. Because, uh, I, I don't know, when you get into a first round and you have Tampa Bay and they have Vasilevsky and that's, you know, it's going to be tough. Again, I could see the Leafs winning it, but I could see them losing. It feels like a coin flip. The one thing I will say this, uh, this battle for second and third, I don't think it's such a bad thing if Toronto finishes third. Why I really that? don't. Why is that? Because if you, get a, if you get a game seven and it's not at home, I think it's better. Oh, Ooh, okay. You got to sell me on better. that because I am not, I, not I think the that pressure one. is 10 times if they play it at home. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I I think I like being away for that. And I don't like it for every team, but I love it for this team. I think they are better off being on the road if you get through a game. I don't know. Against Tampa, though, like, Tampa at Amelie Arena is nearly impossible. You give them last change, Sorelli shuts down Matthews. It's... Well, it feels like know. elimination oh. games in general are a bit impossible right That's now. So true. maybe a change of scenery yeah. would lend well to the Leafs. So we've got Liam McHugh on the phone, host of the NHL on TNT. And you're right in saying so much hinges on that first round, the sanity of an entire city. But I guess just ahead of the March 3rd trade deadline, what what's one storyline that really has you intrigued right now? Uh, the, the biggest one that has me intrigued is, Eric Carlson, yeah, um, you know, uh, because we're seeing someone put up numbers that we haven't seen in decades, and you know, a magical type player, and a player that I remember when he was on the Senators and they made a run and they came, you know, within a hair of actually going to the Stanley Cup final. Uh, he was the player to watch in the playoffs. He he was uh, price of admission. He was the guy who, like, every time he had the puck on his stick, you know, everyone was on the edge of their seats or standing and you know, knew something special was about to happen. And I think he's playing at that level right now. Uh, I, I think this, you know, the likelihood of being moved is, is slim just because of his contract. But just the fact that you keep hearing reports that the Oilers are still engaged in discussions or re-engaging in discussions. Um, and it's, it's hilarious, too, because, like, if they got him, they'd have, I think, the second, third, and fourth leading assist men in <laughs> the NHL. Yeah. Um, and I'd also like to like, scoring's not really their issue. You know, skill on the power play, not exactly their issue. 
so I don't, you know, he's he becomes this like luxury item for this already souped up vehicle. But just the idea, oh my God, that you could on the ice at the same time have McDavid, Drysidle, and Carlson. Oh, I, I mean, it, it would be next level in terms of just like uh, aesthetically gorgeous hockey. So uh, I, I'm I'm really interested in that. Uh, more realistically, I would say uh, I just want to know where Timo Meyer is going to go. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really do. I think he's he's built for the playoffs. He can score goals. He brings an edge. Uh, so to me, this Timo Meyer sweepstakes and the fact that listen, you know, you hear the Leafs in that as well. But every time you hear the Leafs, it's like, and maybe the Leafs. Yeah, yeah. they're in on everything. <laughs> like they're the Leafs first team on, on the list, you know. <laughs> um, so I, I don't know. I, I uh, I'm excited to see where that ends. But my God, if if we could somehow have. Let's make this happen right here on the show. Let's have Patrick Kane go to the Leafs, and then let's have Eric Carlson go to the Oilers. Oh, I like it. Let's just, content, let's just have that happen. The content that would create for both yours and our network would be oh. insane. Yeah. Okay, wait. So you didn't mention Jacob Chikrin there. Are you one of the people? I, I'm in this boat, I think. That's just like, oh, my God, I don't want to hear about this guy anymore. Get him traded. Get him on a plane and just get him moving. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's funny. Like, I, I'm at the point where it's like, are we are we even going to bring it up? Week to week, because it's just like, or or do we just do it as like a joke, where it's like well, that's for every I'm week thinking. for the rest of our lives, we talk <laughs> about. Well, I wonder what's happening with Jacob Jerkin. Like, uh, I, I know. Um, and then even, and I love the tease, right? Like he's over the weekend. They're like, oh, he's gonna be scratched. You're like, here we Ooh. go. Um, no, we're Nothing. just gonna wait now for a while. Uh, I, I I'm enjoying though. I'm enjoying the Jacob Jerkin uh, personal bye week. Not everyone gets <laughs> their own personal bye week in the NHL, so. Uh, he's got that going for him. Yeah, but, him uh, and no, it, 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 yes, exactly. Him as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, just get it done already, please. I'm with you. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm I with you. I just, it's just, it's. I think they called it. Darren Dreger say called it fatigue. It's deal fatigue when it comes to to Jacob Trickin. Let's just get this guy in a bird into another city and get him back on the ice and playing some meaningful hockey for what would be probably like the first time in his career. He's been in, uh, in Arizona, so uh, really appreciate <laughs> wow. taking the time to uh, to join us, Liam, uh, and uh, good luck and have fun on the call tonight. All right, thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right, there he goes, Liam McHugh, NHL on TNT host, uh, Lisa Blackhawks on TNT tonight.